0: Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin, but check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So, if you want to get a behind-the-scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60-second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money.
1: This can scale all the way up to something much bigger. You could build Spotify with Bitcoin on top of our API. Uh, and that's the kind of thing we're trying to convey to people is that really it's it's your imagination is where you can take this. You know, finally, you could do Uber for Bit- with Bitcoin or you could do TaskRabbit with Bitcoin or you could do Fiverr. You know, all of these all of these platforms that exist around peer to peer transactions that are relatively small and need final settlement and address global audiences in a global market. All of those are now open season, in our opinion.
0: Welcome to the business Bitcoinization show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Ben Cousins, who's the chief strategy officer at Zebedee, a highly innovative fintech built on top of Bitcoin's lightning network. Now, you may have heard of Zebedee before, maybe not. You'll find out today that they've been behind a lot of developments in the Bitcoin ecosystem. And I think you'll catch a vision for how they could potentially help your business in this interview today. Of course, before we get to our interview, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, and this week we're going to Eugene, Oregon. The Eugene Bitcoiners Meetup is a place for Bitcoiners to meet, learn, and discuss their passion for Bitcoin. They meet at 630 on the first Thursday of every month at Wildcraft Ciderworks. They discuss all aspects of the Bitcoin ecosystem with all levels of experience welcome to learn, grow, and network. Oh, and you might get shamed if you come hyping up your dog coins, so beware. You can find them on Twitter at Eugene Bitcoin. And if you don't happen to be in Oregon but want to find a Bitcoin meetup near you, I encourage you to download the Oshi app where you'll be able to do just that. You can find a link for Oshi down in the show notes. Now we're going to get to our interview with Ben right after this. Business owners. Unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with a Bitcoin for business quick start guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out. In the show notes ben welcome to the podcast hello josh thank you for having me so i like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives So, you ready for these i think so when and how did you first learn about bitcoin
1: uh i'm class of 2015 it was my Argentinian flatmate who told me about it.
0: And out of curiosity, from there, was it just you, you caught on to Bitcoin, you understood it, and you were good to go, or did it take a while for you to catch the vision of what Bitcoin was?
1: It wasn't slow, but it wasn't quick. Like I, deep, I had deep, deep skepticism. He told, I think I, it was in the evening, uh, and it was after work. And I, I he, he, the first thing he told me about, like internet money or computer-backed money, I was just like no way that gets hacked in an instant like what what are you doing but i he he was very pers- like insistent and i did want to i'm i'm curious as a person so I, I wasn't like oh don't show me i'm a nerd so i was like let's go he, you know let's go have a look at it and so he got a, we got on my laptop and i bought 10 pounds worth of bitcoin at the time and sent it to a blockchain.info wallet uh, and it was when i saw an address and a transaction id i realized it was it was cryptography and i'm mm-hmm. I'm of the uh, generation that was very into music piracy and knew about, uh, you know, encryption to mask your data. And I thought, OK, well, that I know that works. So I'll look into this more. Uh, so I, I had
0: like, I, I don't know, I was primed, I think, from my background to be open minded to it. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? That something
1: that is for everyone and no one simultaneously is immensely powerful it's usually the the those kind of mediums be they money or information or any kind of thing have tended to be uh great unifiers for the human race
0: what's the bitcoin resource that you most recommend to other people that is a question that i've
1: uh, confronted recently trying to um share with more people i used to so i've i've always uh Recommended a more technical path, i.e., download an app and try it versus try and conceptually understand it. You can conceptually understand it later with time. Um, however, I did I dug out an old email of some resources I looked at from back in the day, and I, I stumbled upon the old um, Reason uh, YouTube video about the history of crypto cyberpunks and like how long they were trying to create digital money for. And uh, I think it's like a 40 minute clip or something, but as far as far as like a, Hey, watch this documentary sometime when you're bored goes, I actually think that one is a pretty good one for hugely demystifying the idea that this just came out of nowhere. One day, like someone just woke up like, Oh, I'm going to invent internet money. Um, I think when people see that it was actually a, you know, 40, 50 year long uh, research undertaking by cryptographers, you start to understand a lot more. There's a lot more credibility to it than I think is prescribed by the media.
0: Beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource tool or an idea that's been helpful to you and your work at Zebedee recently? I have to say Nostra,
1: don't I? I have to, um, because it's just so cool and it popped out of Zebedee.
0: (laughs) How has it been helpful to you? Is it just a matter of being able to create a new, essentially, open source community? Or are there other aspects that have been valuable to you?
1: I think of the value of it as being somewhat more intangible. So when Fiat Jaff first put this out there, I I think a a very small handful of us at Zebedee were amongst the first dozen or so people mucking about there. Alongside uh, Will, who's gone on to do Dharma's, um, I don't think he even knows he was interacting with me because I was using a NIM. But uh, the yeah. week, it was like, oh, this is this is very cool from a crypto, playing with cryptography, things that you can do with cryptography. Like it was, it was very cool from that perspective. We had no perspective. We had no opinion whatsoever that it would necessarily go anywhere, pick up traction, or do anything. I think where it shines is in displaying to the wider world and internet that you don't need a blockchain for all things crypto. And uh, actually, when you do use public and private keys in ways that can at least be vaguely intuitive, but more fundamentally matched to a use case with proven demand out there in the world like social networking, that you can actually achieve a massive amount very quickly. Um, you know, I think that Nostra has gone from what zero to about 2 million users in uh, roughly four or five months, you know, post, uh, Jack Dorsey drawing attention to it before that it was, there was nothing going on. Um, but that really, you know, that catalyzing moment, uh, we, we were at first watching it like, well, does it sustain? And now it's sustaining. Uh, I think people are starting to appreciate what, how deep the, um, The versatility of Noster actually goes, Um, and I, you know, all all credit to Fiat Jaff for for working this out, Um, or maybe for creating something so deceptively simple. But um, yeah, it's very it's very promising stuff, and I I I I love that because when I in my previous career I worked with a lot of startups, and the number of times I saw attempts to build Web three social networks, blockchain backed social networks. And the uh, failure of the those partici- those starting the social network to grasp that like no one no one cares like you can't you don't sell a social network on technology I can't sell you uh, on Facebook because it uses really high grade bare metal servers you know in a in a warehouse you just don't care but if I tell you you can chat to your friends and you know, maybe you can, if you like date, if you're dating, you can meet someone like all of these kind of real life utilities, they come into it. Same with um, Twitter, you can get information. All of these social networks revolve around humans communicating with one another in appealing ways, whether it's having fun or enraging each other or dividing each other, who knows, like the the good and the bad, right? It's all there, but none of it has anything to do with the underlying technology. No one's like, Ah, oh, it's so cool that this post I just did has seven confirmations on this chain. Like, no, no one, no one does that. Like, no one cares. So, uh, I like seeing things that demonstrate that quite clearly. And I think Nostra is a very good demonstration of that.
0: Now we have our final arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this: as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Why? I, that's,
1: I've gone off that. I've just decided that on the spur of the moment, but. I think if the first humans didn't go, why, then we probably wouldn't have a lot of like philosophy, science and technology. If they'd just gone like, why not just accept it? Sand is sand or like sky is blue. then we probably might not have like invented spaceships.
0: But here's what truly sets them apart. Veles Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Veles Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VelesCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Velis Commerce. Let's make Make sure, your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. I appreciate that answer. I think there's a lot to that. So, Ben, we're here today to talk about Zebedee. And, you know, previously we have talked with Santos Hernandez about Emerilize app, but because Santos works at Zebedee as well, we talked about Zebedee a bit. So, I think longtime listeners, or at least people who've been listening in 2023, will have heard about Zebedee to some degree already, but I want to talk with you today about some ways that business owners can be thinking about using it for their businesses. I'll say that previously, I had frequently thought of Zebedee as a service for gaming companies and gamers, and I think that's significantly what it was, but to your point earlier about Noster, sometimes there is a deceptively simple idea that has many additional applications. So hopefully you can share with us today about what those applications are. But just to start off, could you share with us a little bit about Zebedee and what you guys are doing?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're we see ourselves as a next gen fintech. So we're, we're basically enabling all means of payments uh, in the environments that we now interact with, which is primarily online. So we, we like to say, you know, in marketing speak, we make money move at the speed of the Internet. Um, But there's a lot of truth to that. We're actually, we're moving value onto lightning network powered rails and we're then zipping it around the world instantaneously for near zero fees. And we can do that, you know, so quickly and at such small values that we can enable streaming payments. uh, We can enable micro rewards in any kind of digital media and entertainment activity. Um, And yeah, we started out, you know, concentrating heavily on games because that was a market where we saw proven demand for micro transactions in the fiat world uh we feel like we have generated enough interest awareness and uh understanding let's put it that way within that segment to feel confident making this service available to all developers and that's what we've uh obviously just announced i think it was yesterday um, but we know it was it, we we've now got a Set of infrastructure that's processing tens of millions of Lightning transactions all the time. Uh, we are, you know, we've got 200 developers building on the platform. We feel confident that now we can say, "Hey, if you have an idea and you think it's cool, and you you can think of a cool use case for Lightning, why don't you come and try out the API? It's free. Uh, maybe you'll innovate and let's build the future together."
0: So could you share a little bit more about the API and what some of those different um, levels are? Because one great thing is that I saw that there is and will remain to be a free level, which is great for people who are just kind of trying to test the waters. But talk to us about your offerings, the ones that you announced yesterday.
1: Yeah. So for folks who might not have looked at Zebedee from a technical perspective and and saw us as the kind of Bitcoin games company, um, you know, we are providing Uh, fully managed lightning network services. So you don't need to, uh, given this is a a Bitcoin podcast, I think I can go into a bit more technical detail, but you don't need to think about channel management, liquidity, looping out. All of that is just abstracted away. And you're presented with something which is designed to let you focus on the UX and UI of whatever experience you're trying to deliver. Like get Get the complicated part out of the way. And why do I say that? I say that because we've we've anecdotally noticed this, but I've also seen Bitcoiners argue this. You know, when it when anything fundamental or revolutionary works, it just gets out the way and it's not front and center. Um, When you dial into the internet, when you open your browser, when you use the internet today, it doesn't go like ta-da, you're in the internet. Like because it's like doesn't like it's just get it out the way, right? You've got you've got an information stream, give it to me. Um, Same with if I. I'm using a podcasting app like Fountain, uh, which rewards me in Bitcoin or lets me pay podcasters in Bitcoin per second that I'm listening. It isn't sticking Bitcoin logos front and center everywhere or trying to tell me I need to buy Bitcoin immediately or any of that. Instead, it's just letting the user experience speak for itself. Um, that's what we're trying to do. Get get make make money boring, because when money works, it is boring, because it's just a, a value exchange. What's more interesting is the interaction and the user experience, and that's what we're trying to enable here is to enable developers to get started incredibly quickly and then pioneer new user experiences in, across entertainment and media using this fundamentally new payment rail. So then answer your question, it's like, we want everyone to be able to do that. So the free tier is for, ev- for everyone. Anyone can turn up and start building something. And we are a payment processor. We also provide a lot of regulatory and compliance guarantees around our infrastructure. And so to maintain that as you scale, uh, it scales up with your usage. So the first sort of paid tier is about $50 a month. And we envisage that as being a pro developer who's building traction. And then it goes into the premier tier, which is really designed for you know SMEs uh, who may push volume through e-commerce or through ad tech or through games, fintech, social applications, anything that could pick up, you know, a large number of micro rewards, um, $500 a month should more than cover what you're doing. Uh, and anything beyond that, we can we can handle, but we sort of try and work out with you in a more bespoke way. And that's when you're gonna encounter our sales team.
0: I'm curious about some of these micro reward possibilities. Uh, you mentioned e-commerce, like, so obviously with Fountain, like you can send payments really easily to um, podcasters. But you can also receive small amounts of Bitcoin for listening to podcasts. It's pretty neat. Uh, I would recommend if you're not listening to this podcast right now on Fountain, you give it a try. Just test it out for yourself. But then when it comes to like e-commerce, maybe ad tech, some examples of these micro rewards that business owners could be thinking about for their own businesses, like actually implementing after listening to this podcast.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd rather focus in on um, the ad tech and rewards piece versus, say, e-commerce. E-commerce is actually quite a, a bad example because when you're buying something regularly, arguably you don't need a microtransaction. There's other or other alternatives are still potentially more viable, right? Including fiat. Um, but when you're looking at, say, cashback or reward points, then it comes into it. And there's been businesses built around this like Fold you know, in the Bitcoin space already, where the the cashback rewards you're getting are given to you in Bitcoin. This is a huge industry, actually. Rewards are everywhere, Um, not just in credit cards and debit cards, but also in, say, we discovered it through the world of gaming. If you buy a lot of games on Steam on your PC, you tend to get reward points back, which you can spend later to get discounted games. So, What if those reward points were instant and more importantly, instantly withdrawable? It's very common that rewards platforms give you the reward, but you've got to get to thresholds before they can process the transaction for you. And that's because of their own economics, right? If I give you um, $1 in cash back every time you spend your card, I've got to actually wait for you to get to something like $15, $20 before I'll let you use that because to do the wire transfer is going to cost me money. Um, We just get rid of that. And I think a very good example of that is a browser extension uh, that partnered with us called Slice. Um, What you can think of them as being just like Brave Browser, uh, where you are rewarded as you browse the web, you see it is an ad block, but it lets through certain ads. And when you engage with those ads, you're paid Uh, and you you can withdraw your rewards in the form of either fiat through PayPal or Bitcoin. Uh, it was very interesting that when Slice launched, we looked at this with them. Eighty-seven percent of users chose Bitcoin, and they were not pushing. They were not pushing Bitcoin ideologically. They were just saying lower fees and no minimums, and everyone let that speak for itself. Um, and that's the kind of thing we think we specialize in. Because if you look at, you know, ad uh, tech as an industry as well, it's it's often transaction. Based at a sub five dollar level, it can get up to sort of 10 dollars. But you're looking at say, I'm going to buy some ad space. I'm going to pay seventy five cents uh, per impression, and you know it's all going to get logged. And eventually, I get an invoice, and that invoice is for ten thousand dollars or something, and I'll I'll pay it in one payment. But we can make it all real time, real time with final settlement, and there's no charge back, no chargebacks. It massively minimizes ad fraud. Um, so that's a that's a space we've actually found ourselves gaining significant traction in. Alongside that, you know, you could look at um, yeah, Fountain does rewards back to the users, which is really sh- you know, podcasters uh, or games where we started sharing their revenue back with the player in in exchange for more engagement, and that works very well. I mean, that's that's really been our bread and butter. Um, so yeah, I think does that does that give you a clearer sense of the types of things you can do with this? Is that that's a very simple example. We can also do obviously like. Peer to peer trade in virtual worlds and all sorts of abstract things, but um, I think at the simple level, you know, giving your being able to reward users for micro engagements is now more than possible on the internet.
0: And I guess the next thing is there are probably going to be quite a few people listening to this podcast that aren't really comfortable uh, as developers themselves probably some that are, are more in the Bitcoin space and have kind of come up through the the techie side. They feel comfortable working with what you guys are offering as Zebedee. But for a business owner who just owns a local business, like is this something that they would need uh, a full-time developer to figure out how to implement it in their business? What should someone be thinking about when it comes to making the most of what you guys have to offer right now?
1: I wish I could give you like the ideal answer and be like, no, it's all just click and drag and it's not, it's not quite at that level yet. Um, It is very, as far as developer tools go, I think we, I feel confident in saying we're amongst the most comprehensive and easiest to get started with. If you are even lightly technical, Um, Mm -hmm. the way I would qualify that is I'm not technical Uh, I can't program, for example, I can go into a command line. So I can use terminal or MS-DOS or whatever people know that. And I can put in commands and do things. And I've been able to do that to the extent that I can run my own Bitcoin node and sort of start managing things there. If that gives your audience a good sense of sort of where my level is, uh, I am capable of creating a project on Zebedee, an application. I then instantly have a Lightning wallet. I don't need to worry about liquidity or anything. I can deposit and send from it. Uh, and there's a a playground I can use that Zebedee provides where I can basically copy and paste some stuff and I can then trigger payments. So one of the first things I'm going to do is use it to set up my own, uh, vanity lightning address. So, you know, then at my domain or whatever, um, Mm. and that will actually just route to my Zebedee lightning address. That's all it will do. It will just forward the payments on, but I get to show people a cooler lightning address that I customized for myself. Um, we'll be providing a guide on how to do that within a week. Uh, Santos, actually, who you know, wrote it. So yeah, it's, there's, there's super simple things you can do that start at that kind of level. But this is this can scale all the way up to something much bigger. You could build Spotify with Bitcoin on top of our API. Uh, and that's the kind of thing we're trying to convey to people, is that really it's, it's your imagination is where you can take this. So it, it might not be the best thing ever for a mum and pop shop i mean yes you can now accept bitcoin you know if you're selling t-shirts or whatever uh, that's a very easy thing to do but equally you know you could you could think a lot bigger and you could start thinking about building you know finally you could do uber for Bit- with bitcoin mm-hmm. or you could do taskrabbit with bitcoin or you could do fiverr you know all of these all of these platforms that exist around peer to peer transactions that are relatively small and need final settlement and address global audiences in a global market all of those are now open season in our opinion
0: i want to go back to that deceptively simple idea that we had that that you had brought up at the very beginning of the podcast is this something that was always part of the game plan for zebedee or did these uh, possibilities just become clearer over time because uh, definitely you guys you know had it locked down in the gaming space was this the natural next step that you'd always planned on or did it just become apparent as you began to move forward as a company
1: i'm always going to be a little bit coy about our strategy uh i think the answer the answer is yes it was um i don't want to talk about it too much but i believe you have to prove product market fit in markets before you start expanding broadly. And I think you can corner markets and identify pockets where you build a moat that becomes very difficult to penetrate. Um, I think there's a very grand risk with most payment businesses in the fintech space, even outside of crypto, of in being too generalized, they just couldn't pick up volume.
0: So then maybe the next thing for those businesses that aren't as techie, but really love the idea of incorporating Bitcoin and, you know, being able to attract people to them and attract people into Bitcoin with uh, different apps. Do you foresee a future where Zebedee is offering apps that people have created on some sort of, of store that Zebedee hosts, or is this really for people to come in and create something for their own business and then apply it back in their own business? That is a very good question.
1: Uh, so we we built the ZBD app. We we differentiate between Zebedee for businesses and ZBD for normal folk. We built that because back in the day, in you know 2019, there weren't really any lightning wallets that could be pushed to a normal user very quickly uh, with minimal instruction. It's not to be critical of others. Like there was, you know, like Wallet of Satoshi was out and that was, that was, and still is a fantastic product. Um, It was more from our perspective that we were dealing with games developers at the time who had no awareness of this market and needed trustworthy things from regulated, you know, trustworthy companies and weren't going to start pushing out products and applications to audiences where they didn't know who those teams were. So it was hard for us to turn up to a developer and say, Hey, put Bitcoin in your in your game, and then tell them to install Phoenix from this company, Async, that you've never heard of. Um, that was what the challenge was. Um, they would be like, well, uh, this is what, you know, and they've got to write down these words. I don't like this. This is terrible UX. So we decided to to quickly provide a lightning wallet solution that would, would just be like, you can put the funds here and we'll tell the users to send them on in their own time. That turned out to be massively beneficial to us. And, and you know, the, the consumer app is now one of our Uh, flagship products as well. So while we have a developer platform that is really what I'm here to speak about, we have a consumer application that is easily one of the largest uh, or most popular lightning wallets out there. Um, And we do already push lightning content to that user base. If you open the Zebedee app, there are cards of apps and games powered by Zebedee that you can download from within the app uh, and they will just work out of the box. We have no issue uh, actually listing other Lightning companies, even if they don't use Zebedee because we believe in a rising tide lifts all boats. We want to see Lightning adopted. Um, we also really don't mind if you don't want anything to do with the Zebedee ecosystem and all you want is the API and you want to build something for you know a wholly different audience. Maybe you want, because we're we're quite like mainstream in our positioning, right? We Maybe you want to build like the ultimate cypherpunk app or something, but you don't mind it being on custodial infrastructure for some reason. And then you go do that and uh, <laughs> and you go do that and you want to target that audience and you want it to be white label. You can do that. That's like, we're totally fine with that. We're compatible with Cash App. You can, you can send all the users of your app to Cash App to cash out. They don't have to go through Zebedee. We're totally fine with all of that. We don't mind at all. Um, But we have discovered in being in this market for as long as we have, that most regular developers who aren't Bitcoin enthusiasts, who aren't in our world, they don't know where to look. And you can test this yourself, because if you Google, if you go incognito mode, and you don't use DuckDuckGo, and you go to Google and you say, okay, uh, top 10 lightning wallets, that you get articles from... 2021 from Mm -hmm. some clickbait link and it links to wallets that don't even have Lightning. Mm. So how is anyone going to make sense, heads or tails of this this ecosystem and and really figure out how do you discover, you know, a reliable post on Stacker News when you're starting at the point in time where when you think of Bitcoin, you think I need to go and open a Coinbase account and then I'm going to stare at a price chart all day. You're not even at the place where like, bitcoins an instant spendable amazing form of internet money that's that you've not that's not even where your head's at yet so we've been we've worked very hard to basically um remove as many questions as possible and focus on the user experience get in don't overthink it you've got some bitcoin now you can learn what this is or you can just cash it out straight away if you don't care you might find out afterwards that you you know want to get more of that Bitcoin thing, but that's, that's your own journey for your own time. The main thing we're enabling is huge cost savings to businesses who want to run their infrastructure on this, massive improvements in retention and, and user engagement, because it turns out people do actually like receiving rewards, even in the form of Bitcoin. And then for people who are into the Bitcoin space, you get the most compatible Lightning wallet out there. We support everything. Uh, we invented lightning addresses, right? Which is now what most of these wallets, uh, you, you know, depend upon and what NOSA definitely depends upon Look, that came out of Zebedee. That was our CTO Andres. So uh, we're heavily, heavily focused on, delivering the best UX we possibly can for Lightning and its ecosystem.
0: Well, Ben, uh, hopefully for people who are listening, who who have listened to this today, well, wh- where Zebedee was maybe in the periphery, now you guys are much more in focus for business owners thinking about how they either can now or can in the future uh, use you guys and work with you to encourage people uh, to be more loyal customers in their own businesses. Before we finish up today, I'd love for you to share with people where they can go to find out more about Zebedee, maybe follow you if they're interested, and in as much as you can, let people know what they can expect from Zebedee in the future.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, if you want to get started on Zebedee, you can go to our website, and that's z e b e d e e dot i o. It's you should find all the guides and everything you need if you're technically minded there, as well as a bunch of information and case studies. Um, If you want to download our app and just have some fun and earn some Bitcoin playing games and using apps. That's zbd.gg. You can go there and grab that. And it's. Uh, I think it's really good fun. I spend an unhealthy amount of time there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at bitspooky. And uh, the last thing I'd say as it pertains to the future is we've made our first announcement of this month uh, in, in announcing that we're opening up the API to anyone to build upon. We've got more coming, but we're going to be deliberately coy because we're quite excited. Um, and we'd rather, you know, maintain control of the messaging a little bit and let people see what it is that we've spent you know, the last six to 12 months working on.
0: Sure. Well, Ben, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Josh. Much appreciated. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Ben, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if Zebedee's API seems like a great way for you to grow your business, check out that as well. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn Sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today